Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So another weekend college football in the books, and it was a great weekend for the Utes. It was a brutal weekend for the Cougars, and it was a bye for the Aggies. Uh, we'll get to the Cougars and their issues coming up. You'll hear from Kalani Sataki and Kyle Whittingham later this hour. Kalani's going to be in a bad mood. Kyle's going to be in a good mood. Right now, they're going to hear from the Ute players after their 52-7 trouncing of Oregon State. If you're looking for something went wrong, well, they didn't get the shutout in the final minute when Oregon State's backups scored on Utah's backups. But other than that, they just destroyed them. Zach Moss, five carries, 121 yards. They had a 91-yard touchdown run. Tyler Huntley was 14-17. At this point, I don't understand how he's still raising his completion percentage. Another point. Good grief. It's off the charts. Devin Lloyd had the interception. That, you know, they hadn't thrown Oregon State. Uh, Luton hadn't thrown an interception all year. 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. But they deflect the little screen pass there and Bradley and I swats at it, and Lloyd grabs it and runs it back for the touchdown. So, good night all around for the Utes as they get the win. Here are the players at the podium as a group after the victory. Tyler, you've got the longest streak in the nation now for an interception on that deal, and you've been taking good care of the ball. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's it. Talk about today you guys offensively came out, scored on the first three possessions. It's- Talking about how you came out so strong as an offense? Uh, that's just a matter of us knowing what we're doing, uh, executing every play at a time. You know, as you said, we got things rolling early. Zach, you get a 91-yard rushing touchdown. What's it mean to be back and, and just kind of get out there and, and get those stats? Uh, it feels good to be back with the guys. Um, just trying to go out there and just do my job. Um, was uh, fortunate enough to have a big run um, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, I mean, it was really good just to be back out there. Are you feeling 100% now? Or? I'm feeling good to go each and every day. So, Can you talk about the quick start by the offense? I'm sure that's the goal every game, but it worked out. To mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those guys did a great job of the Washington State game. Um, kept firing all cylinders this week and tried to continue to carry that momentum over to this game, and we did a great job at that. So that's the same recipe we're going to hope we can stir up for next week. Zach, I think that was the longest run of scrimmage in history at this stadium. I mean, was that – He's something to do at this point? Uh, probably not right now. <laughs> uh, probably, I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll be broken somewhere down the line, but uh, I mean, it's cool, no, no doubt. So did you get the, the pick six today? I mean, talk about that opportunity that you got to be able to score some points too. Um, yeah, I mean, started up front, you know, uh, Bradley got the tip, and then I just uh, saw the ball and I was just trying to score. So, yeah. Devin, you guys brought a lot of pressure tonight. Can you discuss how that was part of the game plan? Um, yeah, just based off uh, what we were seeing and uh, how we wanted to attack them. So, uh, yeah, we ended up uh, bringing a lot of pressure, trying to put it on. Tyler and Zach, what is it about this offense that makes that keeps defenses so off-kilter? What is it about what you guys do that makes you so hard to defend? Uh, our coaches, uh, do a, they got a great plan. And they do a great job of uh, getting us ready for every game. Um, and then they just leave it up to us to make a play. And it will continue to happen over and over again. And it's got a, a big showdown with Arizona State next week. Two five and one teams in that. Tyler, they've been growing that matchup. And you think it will determine the South, or is there still too much football to play? Uh, there's still a lot of football to play, but. Um, Definitely, we we got to come out ready to play and um, go one 0 in the week.
Like you said, there's a lot of football left. But, uh, I mean, a win there would definitely put us in a, a good spot in the South. So, uh, like you said, just come out next week and let the, the game do the talking. Doesn't have any thoughts on that? Um, just, just like what they said, it's going to be a fun game. So, uh, and uh, it's going to uh, have some implications currently. But like you said, you know, it's a, still a long season. So, it's going to be good. Thanks. Zach, you're, you're now 54 years away from the record. <laughs> Coming to your mind at all tonight, maybe even after that long run? Uh, yeah. Um, guys told me and coaches told me, but uh, I mean, uh, it'll be a good experience next week. I have my uh, my mom and my dad coming to the game and things like that. So, uh, kind of happy that I was able to get out here early and uh, the guys were able to put the game away early, so I can uh, probably have the opportunity next week. There are the youth players after the win. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little NFL. My gosh, that Denver game was brutal. And I saw Scotty G post it was maybe the worst NFL game ever. I don't even know if it was the worst game of the day. I mean, the Denver game was brutal, but that Saints-Jaguars game, that wasn't much better. Awful. Awful. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to see any of Washington edging Miami 17-16 in the battle of uh, winless teams by stopping a two-point conversion that Miami dropped jeez. Oh, With six seconds left in the game, on a play, even if he caught it, he was going to get tackled. There were like three Washington players there. Anyway, we're going to go to the other end of the NFL. And I know the Niners look good beating the Rams. Man, I look at that Patriot defense and think, holy cow, here they come again. PK and I will get to that next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. PK. What? The New England Patriots are 6-0. and oh. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Come on. Did you see them being as dominant as they've been? Yeah, they were dominant against Buffalo. Their defense has given up eight points a game. They weren't dominant against Buffalo. Their defense is dominant. Their defense is dominant against Buffalo. Although Josh Allen went out. And I think I would have rather had Charles Barkley than Matt Barkley. <laughs> Famous Barclays. Ready? <laughs> Saquon. Ready? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> you and we're done. Famous Barclays. <laughs> Is it possible for them to ride? The, I mean, we're so used to Brady being the story. Is their defense going to be the story? 48 points in six games. Who would they beat, though? Well, they've beaten some bad teams. Giants with a rookie quarterback. Washington is winless. They're awful. Horrible team. I believe they fired their coach. The, the, uh, the, the, the glamour game of the weekend was the winless Redskins and the winless Dolphins. One of you must win. Guess who's beaten both of them? And they do play in a weak, weak division. They beat the Jets 30-14, to the Jets and Dolphins, and they got the Steelers in the opener. And they worked them. Now, that was before Roethlisberger mm, went out. Nice win, yeah. But they worked him. So I guess the, the two wins you have to circle are the Bills, 16-10, to 10, and the Steelers, 33-3. to 3. 
and the Bills without Josh Allen for a good portion. And of the coming game. up, they got the Jets and the Browns. So there's eight. No, well, they can't do anything about their division because that's where they are, and that's not their fault that the other teams aren't any good. Buffalo clearly is the second best team in that division, they, and you know, if they get the eight wins, that'd be great. They drew the NFC North which is a little short on killer teams right now. They do have to play the Ravens in November. You don't like the Packers? In the AFC North. Did I say NFC North? You did say... I meant AFC North. They drew the AFC North. No, they drew the NFC East. Which is what I thought, but you threw me off when you said NFC. No, 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 it's the NFC East. That's why they, they beat the Giants and they beat Washington the week before. So you think this is mostly then people shouldn't read into no, no, the not, hoodie no. and Brady and no, an awesome defense? They're awesome. They're a favorite to win it all, for sure. It looks like we're on a collision course of KC and the Patriots, and it reminds me of the 90s when it was the Cowboys and the Niners. So the Super Bowl was actually two weeks before the Super Bowl. That was how I felt the year the Chargers went. Everyone felt that way. They were playing for the third best team in the league, and we all knew it. I can remember... Four straight years that those those Niners-Cowboys teams... Saturday night before uh, Mm Cowboys-Niners, the Eagles had gotten back together, and they were here in the arena. Oh, yeah. Right. So I went, and I can remember going to the bathroom after the show, during the show, whenever, and people in the bathroom were talking about the game the next day. And that Steve Young was all all that at the time, so right. we had huge popularity here for obvious reasons. And the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They've always been the Cowboys. And so everybody, I remember going to the bathroom in the arena. I, I think, the, I, I don't know what it was. They had an intermission. And it was an intermission, and people were talking about that game. And, and everyone was looking forward to that game. And so you knew that that was the winner of the Super Bowl. I feel the same way with this game or this these two teams here. If and when we get to that, I anticipate we do get to that. You think they're head and shoulders above the NFC too? The Super Bowl's an afterthought? Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, not... Not the way it was then. I'm with you on that. And then we saw that that was a, what, young six touchdown passes? Is that what it was? Yeah. The record, and they blew them out, blah, 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 right? So I'm expecting that the NFC can put up more competition against the eventual winner when we get to that in February. Uh, We'll have to see if that remains to be true. And there's still, obviously, we're not even at the halfway point yet of the football season to be able to make these uh, assumptions on the NFC. But I'm pretty confident in making these assumptions because I don't think they're really assumptions on the AFC. I think they're facts. I'm looking for who, and you brought up Buffalo. Um, you know, they're off to a pretty good start to the year. They did compete before losing 16-10. Uh, there aren't that many other teams. I mean, you're buying the Colts, the Texans, maybe the Ravens, the Raiders. Uh, I, I mean, would go are, Colts, excuse me, uh, Ravens and Texans because they seem to have two young, dynamic quarterbacks who are improving. And when you're improving, you, I don't know how much better you can get. Or will you even get better? It looks like um, Jackson and Watson are improving, right? They're still young in the league. 
And so how much better can they be? All of that, but I just don't know that I expect a young guy to be that good in the playoffs. Neither do I. But you're asking for other competitors, and that's who I would put in there. Yeah, it's really the Patriots and the Chiefs and all this before this. Over it's there. Just, it's just yeah. entertainment leading up you know, to the it. NFC, you know, what What does Drew Brees when he do when he comes back? You know, so uh, the, when you have a player of that caliber and Peyton's a pretty good coach, you know, they're, they're that's why I, ex- I expect more competition. What was that, 95, 96? What year was that? 94. 94. I think it was the 95 Super Bowl, but it was okay. the 94 season. Yeah, and so that was the game was we expected a blowout, and we got a blowout. I'm expecting more competition uh, now than then. And so the Patriots, you just really have to give it to them. I know Belichick gets under people's skin, and they win a lot, but they don't get under my skin at all because I just appreciate greatness. For me, professional sports – since I really don't have a team in any professional sport that I live and die by, it's all about greatness. I want to see greatness in whatever form is exhibited. You know, Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm watching because that's greatness. Brett Favre played before him, I watched because that was greatness. So I just want to see that. So at the pro level, I think that's what it's all about. And the Patriots have exhibited a long pattern of greatness over oh. many years. It's very, very impressive. Three Super Bowl titles in five years. They've been to, uh, what is it? I think it's uh, eight AFC title games in a row and won six of them. So I have a problem. Five of them, I guess. Five of them. With the way some NBA teams assemble greatness. Because if it's orchestrated, the Patriots really didn't orchestrate anything. Well, I guess a couple things. One, it takes more players to be good at football, so it's harder to have some off-season meeting at a hotel somewhere and have two or three guys decide, all right, we're doing this. Four, I guess, in the case of the Warriors. Certainly. Right. And the hard cap prevents a lot of that, too. I mean, there is a number, and you're not going over it. And most caps, I think... We've kind of seen evolve things. Baseball doesn't call it a cap, but they kind of have a soft cap with that revenue sharing deal. It acts as a cap. And they got a soft cap in basketball, but in football, this is how many dollars you got, and don't mess with it, guys. And Belichick has just proven he'll just and use it wisely. He'll just be heartless. I mean, there's, there's mm. not not doing much with sympathy money and. Thanks no, for the I mean, memories. you can't do that. I know with the hard cap, there's no way There's no way around You have to play yeah. to win. And so you have to make decisions. I mean, they lose the best tight end of his generation. Yeah, so what? Keep right on rolling. I know. And I couldn't even name you all the running backs they've had over the years or no, these receivers that they've had. Yeah, plug them in. You know? And then, then they take a Van Noy who was uh, underachieving at Detroit. Where? Troy Aikman, where? Oh, the Colts, yeah. <laughs> yeah on the Thursday night game. Yeah. And they, you know, he's not the best linebacker in the game, but he's a starter and a major contributor. And they saw something there, obviously. And it, it probably goes back to their scouting days because he went to them fairly young in his career. His first, we, we had him on, we had a contract with him his rookie year, and he didn't play the first eight games, so we'd bring him on each week, and he hadn't played because they created that new injury list that it's not for the whole season. So he was out, so that set him behind right off the bat. He's out for half the season. The guys have to win, man, and if you're not there, they can't count on you. So he got buried from day one, basically, with injuries and never found any traction. The Clearly, the 
Patriots saw something in him when they scouted him in the draft to know that they could get him basically on the cheap, and then he's a major vital player for them. I mean, hats off to them. I don't see how you can hate that. There's been all these accusations of cheating and whatnot, but yet, you know, what have they really been slapped with? A four-game suspension on deflated footballs? Great. That, that's like... Uh, I think Spygate, to me, was way more than deflated footballs. I know, footballs. but what the did they get? just came what, second. What, did they lose a draft pick? Yeah, I thought they largely skated on both of them. Right. That's like you won the NCAA title in basketball, so we'll take away a scholarship because you cheated. Well, fine, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> the risk was way worth it relative to the penalty. Do I think they did all that? Yes. Do I think they're looking for an edge every way they can get it? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're not doing the same, well, you can have your high moral standards. And meanwhile, they have the Super Bowl trophy. I mean, can you imagine what kind of day Robert Kraft had last year? What was it, the AFC Championship game? I don't want to. I don't don't want to. Can you imagine where his day started? In the morning and then... In another state. In the afternoon or late evening or late afternoon, I mean. I mean, come on. What a great day that must have been for him, Uh, right? (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) All your needs are getting met in the same same day. Uh, It's awesome. I almost said the wrong thing there, Yach. Yach, later I'll tell you what what I almost said. I I don't want to say it because you'll laugh. (laughs) You'll laugh at me. You'll call me Knave. It'll go right up there with a few other drops that I Maeve wish would go away. Naive. English version of naive. Yes. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Seriously, you'll laugh out loud. I wish you'd said it, dude. I'm not saying And it. now with I'm Tom not- Brady reaching ages that this isn't supposed to happen, I have even more respect. And I don't necessarily want to see them win. I don't care either way. But... To see what he's doing at an advanced age and the price that he's paying to allow him to do that, I think that's awesome. And even Belichick. Belichick can ride off in the sunset and just go play a bunch of pro-ams if he wanted, and he'd be the king. But he's not doing it. He's still grinding. Well, I'm to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> do you think... Brady's slipping at all because this is uh, two of the last three games. Now he hasn't thrown a touchdown sure, pass, but not enough to make a difference. He's been getting sacked. I mean, I hate to say it, he's thrown a pick. I mean, you nobody throw the, at forty-two you throw the is the ball, in their prime. You throw the ball forty times, so you throw a pick. I mean, that's oh, my who attitude. cares? Hopefully, you don't throw a pick six. It doesn't but. matter. I mean, turnover. It's not a question of if you have turnovers; it's right. how many and how devastating they are. So, no, yes, I think he slipped, but I think that's inevitable. Is he still good enough to win a seventh? Yes. Ten touchdowns, three picks. He's still making the big plays. That's a pretty good ratio. He will go in as the most decorated Hall of Famer ever in any team sport. More decorated than Michael Jordan. I think so. Because that's what you're saying. I think so, yeah. Gretzky in hockey, baseball. I don't know who's the most decorated player in baseball. Jeter? Uh, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle won a lot of World Series. That was the right era. Uh, Mariano Rivera. Rivera. Unquestionably the best at what the he best did. best closer ever. Mm-hmm. Can you say Mickey was the best center fielder ever? No. I'm freaking Willie Mays, Willie Mays was, you so idiot. You You're right. I did call you Nave and an idiot. How dare you say that? 
Yogi Berra can't be the best catcher ever, even though he's got a bunch of titles. That's Johnny Bench. Right. I've stood in front of Yogi Berra's childhood home in St. Louis. Yeah? Yeah. And people look back at you? What are you staring at our house for? Little oh, no, 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 because they have it. They have a little marquee there. This is the childhood home of Yogi Berra. Oh, so they're asking for attention. Come on over. Take a look. Right across the street is Joe Gargiola's childhood home. They do have a plaque in the sidewalk that said Joe Gargiola lived there. And they had one for his brother, too, who was some accomplished athlete. I forget what his brother did now. Oh, but really? They have that. And then down the block, uh, Jack Buck lived there. Now, Jack Buck did not grow up in St. Louis. But obviously, he was a longtime broadcaster of the Cardinals, and they have a plaque there. It's like the first house. If you're coming, the, it's an Italian section. They call it the Hill. And if you're coming from the St. Ambrose Church, Joe Garagiola was baptized, Catholics baptized as an infant. He was married in that church, and they had his funeral in that church. And that's it's basically in the center of the Italian section. Well, you walk up a couple of blocks, and there's the street, and... Buck's house is first, and down at the end of the block was Gargiola's and uh, Yogi's. And as I understand it, the Barra household is still in the Barra house is still in the Barra family. Oh, nice. Yeah. In fact, they had a golf cart because the, 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 the uh, it was one of these houses, older house obviously, where the garage is detached and it's behind the house. So this is a long driveway, uh-huh. yeah. and they had a golf cart that was a Yankee golf cart. In the driveway. Nice. So, yeah, so they're expecting people to come and take pictures there. But Barra was extreme. Did he, does, does Barra win the most World Series? I would have to look that up. I believe that you, to be true, but that's I why you brought it up, don't right? know for sure. I mean, I know he won a bunch. I know he was there for the... He yeah. and Mantle are the two, years. two guys whose careers just kind of perfectly lined up with the glory years. For sure. Never, well, that's like saying Bill Russell just got a whole lot of luck when he won all those titles. I don't know that they perfectly <laughs> aligned up. There are major reasons why they perfectly aligned up. Starting with they had an awesome center fielder and an awesome catcher. Strong up the middle. Yeah, obviously. But I still think Brady will go in as the most decorated team sport guy of all time. Particularly if, if he win, if he even if he doesn't win anymore. But if he does win one or two more, it's, it's uh, off the charts, man. It's just incredible. Yogi Berra has the most World Series rings as a player with 10. 10. But Frank Crossetti won 17 as a player and a coach. As a manager or a coach? This is player and coach. I've heard the name vaguely. I have to look it up. Yeah. Ten's uh, a pretty good number, though. But Yogi Berra does not go down as the greatest catcher. I think that's Johnny Bench's claim. So it all circles back to we are. You want to watch greatness, and it's literally this is the guy. It's Tom Brady, and it's running out. It has to be. Well, it is. Is this the last year? Because the whole thing with the home sale. I don't know. That's up to him. Yeah. Any. Any time now. Anytime he chooses, he's going to get. A standing ovation, metaphorically. He will go down in a city that has won a ton. He will go down as the most decorated professional player. And you're looking at the Celtics with all those. Russell, Bill Bird, Russell, Larry Bird are right there. Right. Uh, the Sox, uh, the Bruins. But I think you go Tom Brady, number one in that city. And that's... That's big time, man. You can't get better than that. He said he will have had 
the greatest career in our professional team sports. Sitting on six Super Bowl titles now. Three more games that he, uh, he lost in the Super Bowl, but nine trips. A tenth trip, a seventh title, and he goes out on top with a second back-to-back like Bradshaw. Oh, well, that'd be a fantasy. I don't know if he's going to do that. Or Elway did it too, didn't he? Uh, Elway did go out with back-to-back. I was referring to having two back-to-backs. Oh, two back-to-backs. Okay, I yeah. got gotcha. But you're right. Elway did go out on one back-to-back. And nobody's had a three-peat. How do you walk away and not come back and go after the three-peat? The Packers well, had it as NFL champions, but when they won the first one in that series, the Super Bowl didn't exist yet. Well, I think Elway knew. Well, Elway knew his body was done. He yeah. said that at the press conference. Right. I can't do this as much as I want to. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, all right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Coming up next, college football. Kalani and Kyle explain their game. Stay with us. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from Kalani Sataki and Kyle Whittingham. We'll start with Kalani. BYU losing to South Florida. Another blown lead on the road in the fourth quarter. The Cougars can't stop the run, and they really struggle in the red zone. They're down to their third-string quarterback. they got Boise State coming in, but Boise State played three quarterbacks, and they had an injury. So everybody's got their problems. Here's Kalani after the loss at South Florida. Obviously, very disappointed in the outcome of the game and the result. And uh, you know, we got have some things to address and improve on from this week to, to next week when we play a ranked team. You know, coming to home. So uh, take any questions that you guys have for us. Have for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to go watch the film, but it looked like we were getting knocked off the line of scrimmage, you know, and they're knocking us off the ball and, and getting getting chunk yardage. And you give them credit because they, they were able to move the line of scrimmage. And, you know, we felt like we had a, had it pretty sound in the first half, you know, and uh, fell apart. And so uh, guys not holding the ground and guys getting knocked off the ball. It became a fight, and I think they beat us in the second half and we were able to get some yards. And it didn't help that we made a lot of mistakes, and it was all three phases, you know, but – Defensively, we talked about stopping the run. That was the key, and uh, we weren't able to do that. You know, especially in the second half when it mattered the most, and that's what gave them opportunity to score points. Yep, very frustrating. And so I'm, I'm really, really frustrated right now about that. So, um, yeah, I'm, once again, evaluate everything, and, and this is not the type of defense that. that uh, that I expect from our guys and from our staff. And so that has to be a huge area of improvement. I thought it was supposed to be from last week, from last game to now. So that's that's something that obviously I have to be really on top of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Diane wasn't, wasn't healthy, wasn't able to go. We're hoping that with the week off after the Toledo game that he would be able to, to go. But if he's a game-time decision, and uh, just didn't feel right, and so um, we didn't want to put him in harm's way. I think he wanted to be in the game, but um, 
Yeah, we're always going to lean on our on our training staff and make the right decision, and that's that was the reason why he wasn't in the game. Yeah, that's that's the answer. That's the answer I have to come up with, you know. And, and I thought we've addressed it from last when it's Toledo game to this one, and and now obviously we have to readdress everything. And that's my job as head coach. And this 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 is something that that uh, you know I'm going to have to really really evaluate and make sure that we get it fixed. There's a lot of things that we can fix from this game, and so credit to South Florida. They made some big time plays, and I thought they. Um, they were to you know, hang their hat on the run game and then be able to create some shots because of that. And, and we couldn't get off the field early enough. You know, the first half, I think they had 20 plays. And then um, second half, they really took it to us. And so we still had time of possession. We had, ton, we had 89 plays to their 58. We came up with 23 points. And so we had a lot of opportunities in the red zone to score. Came out with, with uh, less than a touchdown, you know. So that's or in a, a field goal attempts. And so that's not going to work. And, we talked about scoring more and getting more touchdowns, and, and those things didn't, didn't happen. What are you seeing just as far as the, the fact that you weren't getting to that point, mm-hmm. unable to get the ball consistently? Yep, that's what I get paid to do, figure that out. And so that's it, 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 everything's up in the air right now for, for this, and we're too good of a team for us to be having this many issues. Yeah, I thought I thought he showed great poise, you know, and and um, he he has a, a lot of confidence in his ability, and and uh, we've seen him do a lot of things in, in the past year that he's been here, been able to work with uh, a Rod and be able to um, you know be on the same page. I thought he came in and and looked like he was uh, didn't really miss much of a beat, you know, with with uh, Jaron being out, and so um, you know, just I think wish we'd have had a little bit more of the conversions and would have had more time to win the game. Injuries. Yeah, it's football. You know, we, we talked about depth the entire off season, and so we're going to test the depth. And we had to test it in this game. We had to test it last week, and we've been able to. Have, we had to test our depth all 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 year long. And so the game of football is really physical. Guys get hurt, and uh, we think we've done a good job of developing the young guys and developing our depth. And uh, now we're going to be able to test a lot more of it than than we even anticipated. Um, don't have a lot more to go off of than he wasn't able to go training room said he was out so I um, probably give you a little bit more details on Monday but right now it's I'd be guessing if I told you yeah there's some good things you know I think he uh, we, we, we got some sacks and I think he if we're going to evaluate him I thought he held on the ball a few times too long but um, when you have a guy that can run like that he creates a lot of a lot of plays that's what he did he created some big time plays and scramble and I thought he ran the ball really well when we gave him that opportunity. So for the most part, I thought he made good decisions. We just, I thought we marched down the field. We just got to punch it in. You know, I, I, I don't know all the, the, the numbers, but for the last two games, it would be interesting to see the, the issues that we've had in the red zone or the tight, you know, the 25-yard line, 30-yard line going in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, you know they, they bring a lot of pressure. Coach Strong does that a lot to, to try to handle the run. I, th- I thought for the most part, our guys, our run game was, was showing up and doing some good things. But we also get the ball downfield. We just uh, the drives that were stalled, or you know, some of the mistakes that we made, and 
a lot of it has to do with whether, whether it's scheme or play calling or or uh, or not not executing. All of it matters. All of it goes into the evaluation part process for me. Yeah, I think he was concerned about the pressure that was coming. I'm not sure. I have to, I have to ask him, but you know, you, you, I think he wanted to give us a shot. Like I think uh, two weeks ago, the ball went out of bounds. You know, so this one, I think he wanted to keep it in there, and they made a play. We we just put ourselves in a bad spot. You know, we were up 23 to to 14. So um, I hate to blame the guy on the last throw. You know, there's a lot of things that we did along the way on special teams, defense, and offense that didn't didn't allow us to get the win. Yeah, I just told him that this is going to be a real gut check for us, you know, and, and for us to focus on all the details and of everything that we do, you know, um, from classroom and, you know, in the, in the classroom to off the field to on on the field. And so uh, this is a true test of their character, and I'm looking forward. I told him I had a lot of faith in them and believe in them as a team and believe that, that, that they loved each other and they love this game of football, and we'll, we'll learn from this. You know, this is a... A huge opportunity for us to when we're facing um, some adversity to, to respond the right way and um, the fighters will respond and I have a lot of great fighters in that room so we'll be able to respond from this yeah I do and and um, you know so I, we'll see how Jaron goes if, if it's uh, Baylor's turn then, then we'll see Baylor get on the field and yeah, we've got some guys that, that um, may be questionable for next week, and those other guys got to step up. And you know, I think we still have another quarterback in, in uh, Joe Critchell that's out there that's played some some reps as well. So uh, next guy's got to step up and be ready to, to answer the call if their numbers numbers up. There's Kalani Sataki after the loss of South Florida. Now here's Kyle Whittingham after the Utes blow out Oregon State. Okay, uh, complete game by our guys. We started fast. Then we had 21 in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, 21 21 nothing lead. Which is ideal. I mean, obviously, you'd love to do that every week. It's not going to happen every week. But, but uh, offense was in high gear right out of the gate. Uh, Tyler was sharp, uh, just like he has been all season long. Defense played well, played the run tough, which, again, that's uh, for us, that's the starting point of defense. And this team that we played was averaging over 200 yards a week rushing the football and held them away below that. So that was a, a positive. Um, came away with a takeaway, turned it into a touchdown, a defensive touchdown. Uh, some negatives, you know, we fumbled the ball there towards the end. Uh, otherwise, we would have had zero turnovers, which is our goal each week. But uh, one is is not bad. Uh, special teams still can't get anything going in the return game. That's that's disappointing. We got to find a way to get something generated, returning the football. <coughs> excuse me, in the punt return and the kickoff return. We just haven't got a lot going there. Uh, ben punted the ball well. We had two punts. He was over 40 yard average. Made our field goal that we had an opportunity to kick. Made every extra point. So a lot of good things. Um, Degree of difficulty gets higher. You know, we got a tough game this week. And we got to come back in Monday with the same resolve and the same work ethic and the same determination that we've had, you know, for the last several weeks now and and be ready to play again against a a really good uh, Arizona State team. Something we saw on film, Coach Scally and the staff thought that this was a good week to heat this guy up. He hadn't faced a lot of pressure, and uh, we did uh, up our dose of pressure this week, and, and uh, it was effective uh, for the most part. You know, it wasn't 
uh, every time it wasn't successful. But but uh, I thought the guys handled it well. I thought Jalen Johnson did a nice job in number 17. He still came away with his seven or eight catches, but well under 100 yards and, and about half of what he's usually getting, I guess. And so that was, uh, you know, we knew we weren't going to just shut him out, but if we could slow him down and keep him, uh, you know, somewhat under wraps, which we did. Uh, you know they were impressive against UCLA last week, and, and that, you know they they were playing with a lot of confidence, and and uh, you know we just had a great week of practice, and you know do you ever think it's going to come out and be twenty one zip right out of the gate? No, that's that's not that's not uh, usually the case. But again, our guys executed well. I mean Tyler was was. Uh, you know, one that was he seven for nine for two hundred something yards at one point. I mean, he was very efficient throwing the football, and we were very balanced. You know, I think we came away almost exactly you know rush pass yardage uh, within you know ten fifteen yards of of each other, and so that's uh, that's who we are. When we're at our best, that's who we are. Can you say if you right out that big? Yeah, Zach is uh, you know he's still not one hundred percent. Yeah, but he, you know, he did a great job for us. And he only had what five carries for hundred and something yards, and and uh, that ninety yarder was was impressive. That shows you what kind of speed he has for a big man. He's two hundred twenty pounds, and and uh, really did a nice job. Was there any consideration of you the all-time record today, or just didn't matter? Didn't matter. I I couldn't tell you how close he is or was or uh, I'm not sure, but fifty five <laughs> more. Okay, well, hopefully we get it some point this year but but no that wasn't a consideration today and, and after halftime we made the decision to shut him down and uh didn't want to risk it and and uh so hopefully he'll be that much healthier this coming week did you just jinx us dirk okay but obviously, ball security has been a big key to success. It is. It's job one on offense, and we, you know, it's not just this year. Every year, we preach the same thing. This year, we seem to be doing the best job of it that we've done for a long time. And that's that's uh, so critical to take care of the football. You win the turnover margin. Our statistics say that we our winning percentage is astronomical when we win the turnover margin. Um, I was He's different in all ways. He's just he's, he's a, well. He's improved in every every aspect. He's he's a better runner. He's a more judicious judicious runner. He's making better decisions. He's not taking the shots that he's taken in the past. He's going through his read progressions. You know, Andy's got him completely tuned up in the read progression. He's making great decisions where to go with the ball. He's throwing things on time. Uh, his film study, you know, things you don't see on Saturdays. The, the film study and the work during the week. I mean, he's a perfectionist, he, and he's he has just taken everything to a whole other level. And it's not just one thing or you know a couple things. It's it's everything is uh, is is much much better than uh, than he's ever been. He's playing his best football, hands down, uh, as a youth this senior this senior year. And you guys don't have a quarterback coach. That's pretty much Andy's job. Talk about if you could. Well, we, yeah, Andy's the quarterback yeah, coach. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Not a dedicated non-coordinator, right, but, but what is it about Andy? <clears throat> Andy's a great, he's a great teacher. Uh, he's meticulous. He's thorough. He's uh, a great communicator. And him and Tyler, they, they have a good, they're on the same wavelength. I mean, they just seem to hit it off. Those two guys really seem to, to be in sync with each other. 
and uh, Tyler completely believes in Andy and what he's doing and what he's preaching and teaching. And uh, like I told you, you know, before the season started, that Andy was excited to play, you know, watch, you know, be able to work with Tyler because he was the most athletic quarterback he's ever coached, his exact words. And so that's coming to fruition. You know, there's a lot of football left, only six games in, but so far it's been good results. Last year there didn't seem to be a lot of targets on the receiving side. This year it seems like you have a whole gamut of people. Well, I think we're a year older. You know that essentially that entire receiving core is back from last year, and we had pretty much the whole core. Um, the offensive line is playing exceptionally well, giving Tyler great. You know, a lot of time. I don't think he was sacked tonight. Was he sacked? I don't think we gave up a sack. And so it's a combination of things. The receivers are doing a great job catching the football. You know, last year we had a little run there where we had the drops and. Uh, we, you know, again, knock on wood, we, we, this year we seem to have uh, eliminated, you know, most of those drops that were occurring last year. And the tight ends have been a big factor, too. Keithy is a, is a guy that will come in and make a big play for you. You said you always want to start fast, but tonight that seemed particularly important, coming off of I, and they were mm-hmm. having some confidence. And- yeah, it was, and it was, it was important. Uh, you know, it's important every week, but coming off a bye, you got the extra time to prepare. You, you expect to be a little sharper, particularly in your openers, because you've had more time to rep them. And, uh, you know, I, I think we handled the bye well. I think we, I think we got, you know, the balance of rest and work and, and getting the guys ready to play. And, but credit the players. It's all about the players, and they're the ones that, that go out and, and practice the game plan, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and they came out and executed. You know, coaching is, is, uh, Important, but it's it's all about the players. You have them sub fifty rushing yards, two point two yards per carry. What is it that makes this defensive front so tough to run against? They're very talented. We got uh, we got NFL guys up front, and uh, you know, Lecky Fotu I think is the best defender in the in the Pac-12 as far as in the front seven. Uh, Bradley and I is right there with him, and John Penasini is the the guy that uh, is way underrated. You know, he's a, he's a tremendous player. And uh, Mika Tafua is playing good football. He's just a sophomore. I think he's just a sophomore. He's, he's playing really well. And then Max Tapai. And so all I can say is their talent level is very high and they're, they're playing discipline. They're, you know, they're, the, the gap integrity of the defense is very solid. And uh, the linebackers are fitting like they're supposed to. You know, Francis Bernard's a big play guy. You saw him pop through there a couple times. And Devin Lloyd is, uh, is getting better every week. <coughs> Excuse me. Kyle's had your first uh, shutout in Pac-12 play. Do you have any disappointment to? Uh, no, nah, I mean you, you, you wish they wouldn't score, but I mean that's that's very very far down the list of disappointments. Uh, you know, it's just something that it would have been nice to have the shutout, but uh, we didn't get it. You know, and we probably do get it if we don't turn it over. You know, we turn the ball over and set them up in good field position, but that's how it works. Not everything. You know, it's never going to be perfect. Good football team. Had a chance to watch uh, some of that game today on the bus ride over. We had about an hour bus ride over here. And uh, it was close all the way to the end. They played Washington State. And uh, got a freshman quarterback that's playing well. He's a playmaker. Uh, The running back is tough. You know, we know all about him. We faced him for the last several years. And, uh, you know, any Herm Edwards team is going to play good defense. So we know we got our hands full and our work cut out for us. Fortunately, we're at home. Excited, excited to get back home in front of the Rice Eccles crowd. Oh, A minus, you know, A minus. You know, if you're giving grades out, uh, you know, we had the, you know, the, the stumble down in the Coliseum. But other than that, I think we've played well pretty much every week. There's Kyle Whittingham. When we come back, what is trending? Stay with us.